What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. This is the season of sharing and gifting and loving and doing all kinds of things that we normally do with each other. We're doing it with our families. And I was reflecting about um, going to Portland a few years ago when I first started like realizing that I needed to leave Sacramento uh, during the Thanksgiving season because I would be like, nah, I'm not going anywhere. And then I wouldn't go and I would be lightweight depressed because I'd be like, wait a minute, everybody's with their family, everybody's eating good food, and people have like the capacity to make you feel welcomed, like when you're in their presence, um, if you're like kind of third wheeling it at somebody else's Thanksgiving. But there's nothing like the comfort of like being around your people, being able to take your shoes off, being able to relax and, um, so I realized that that was something that I needed around the holidays. And Thanksgiving is sort of like the door to the holidays. So I, I decided a couple of years ago, like I'm never going to, until I get a family of my own. Uh, and it's not that I don't love folks and folks don't treat me right. Like it's, it's actually for a couple of years, like my church has a Thanksgiving service and I would like either plan it or speak at it. And, um, I just, you know, that I thought that that would be enough, but it never was. And so my intentionality around the holiday season is to make it what I want to be and to rely on what has worked in the past. And what has worked in the past is being in close proximity with people that I love and that I know love me and that I can be myself around. Um, and looking forward to the holidays this year. But anyway, so first let me preface what I'm going to talk about in this episode um, by saying that I was reading in the Bible. I'm taking a first and second Samuel survey class uh, in seminary. And one of the focuses has been on the relationship between David and Jonathan. And I'm not going to give a long speech about, you know, the, the religious relationship between David and Jonathan. I do not have time for that, nor might you find it interesting. But they had a very, very interesting relationship. And the Bible says that essentially that their hearts were knit together. And... I was listening to that. I was listening to uh, one of the women at my church talking about how God had blessed her with a friend. And I was thinking about how at the end of the year, it's really important to do a check-in and to think about the friendships that you have sustained throughout the year, um, the friendships that you have lost, the, the friendships that perhaps is an opportunity to reconcile. Um, and then I'm going to be honest with you. I um, thought that I met someone that I was like, oh, this could be a good friend. Um, and what I noticed about the person was that they, there were things about me that they were trivializing. Um, like I had opened up to the person about like being socially awkward and sometimes like over asking questions, like as a means to kind of fill the air and not being comfortable with like silence when you're developing friendships with people. And also like navigating what it means to be a quirky introvert 
with extroverted tendencies, but like also realizing that the type of person that I am, like people who know me either like really love me or like really don't like me. Like there's not a lot of like in between because the other thing that I tend to do, which is so funny, it reminds me of um, uh, Issa on Insecure. Like I'm like the person that just gets really awkward and like starts saying inappropriate things and like over talking when I don't know what to do, especially if I haven't been around people socially, I'll just... I was reflecting on my behavior in the social environment that I was in over the weekend and trying, I was giving myself feedback, like, because sometimes you leave somewhere and like, you are like, time to overdo it. And I think that's especially important for the holidays because now I don't drink, but I know that I have friends that drink. There are, pe- there are places that you're going to go. There'll be parties and holiday gatherings where people are drinking. But also, I think people feel the freedom to kind of release. They're on vacation. They're, you know, and so anyway, I was reflecting on my own behavior and like how I showed up. And like, I was thinking to myself, like, there are some things that I wish I could like say to myself, okay, you're doing this because you navigate awkward moments by doing things that later on you're going to question. So like, this is the point where you can like check yourself and like stop doing the thing that is going to make you feel embarrassed later. Anyway, so I was doing a lot of that. Uh, but th- this, th- this potential friend that I was sort of navigating a friendship with uh, wasn't as kind to me in that regard. In fact, like, kind of made me feel bad for asking questions, um, you know, kind of pointed out that I was sort of like being intrusive. I don't know. It was just like a weird thing. And I was thinking about like, oh, like I really want to be friends with people who can embrace like that sort of quirky, like unsure side of myself like until we get comfortable enough where like we know we like each other where we can hang out but i just didn't feel that and i actually felt bad and i'm like this is not the way that a friendship is supposed to start so i was like x on that like you know it, it i think in my 20s and 30s i really benefited from being in a fraternity right because like I have these automatic friends and sometimes it's literally automatic. Like I run into somebody, I find out we're both an alpha and then boom, you know, great. I've not ever had a lot of challenges with uh, female friends, like non-intimate female friends, because like that sometimes just with church and college and leadership and some of the activities that I have participated in, that's been a little bit easier. And to be honest with you, I've had the same friends for long periods of time. Like it's my, my female friends tend to be like long-term friends. Like if we were friends 10 years ago, it's likely they were friends now. Like um, easier to navigate because, you know, they get boyfriends or husbands or kids and they kind of just live their life. Uh, my male friends, that's a little bit difficult because like, as you mature, like things change for you. So I've had seasons where all my friends were married. And so there are certain things that you can do with your married friends that you can't do with your non-married friends. Well, in this stage of my life, like being a 40 year old man without kids or a wife, like you, 
your the things that you're interested in doing, the way that you want to spend your money, the way that you want to spend your weekend are like very interesting. And then when you overlap that with being a Christian and being a, uh, a, a person who believes in a, a form of sanctification and being a preacher and all these things, like you catapult that, there, it, it really limits the kinds of friendships that you can develop and sustain because either people are on a different wavelength or doing different things or don't have the resources. And so you're just like, forget it. It's easier for me to hang out by myself because I don't want to go to Ruth's Chris and then have to pay for you, right? <laughs> you know, or feel bad because it, the price point at a place that I want to go to is higher than what you're in the you know what you could pay so anyway all of these things whether it's watching insecure or listening to Issa on the breakfast club or navigating this new friendship or listening to um the, one of the sisters at my church like i was thinking like this is the time of the year to kind of take a step back and assess all of the friendships that 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 i have and i i was kind of like doing it from two perspectives I was looking at these friendships um, from the from, and I'll share it with you. I didn't really kind of make a list of this stuff. I just started thinking about this is what I want to talk about in my podcast. And it's my podcast, so I do what I want. So the first thing is that in twenty twenty one, we've kind of settled into what it means to be in a pandemic, what it means to ease back into regular life, but also like. I feel like the early stages of the pandemic kind of like really cleaned out for me, like friendships, because there are some people that are friends with you because it's convenient, right? Like they need a travel buddy and they know you have the resources or the money. So it's easy for them to like navigate to you for things that they wouldn't necessarily do with other friends. Um, also, like I'm a person that doesn't really like to talk on the phone. So since I don't really like to talk on the phone, like, I mean, that X is like, if I call you on the phone, it's either I got something really important or juicy to say, or we operate in like very similar context and we need to like review or update each other on something that happened. Sometimes it's just, and I'm a storyteller by nature. So like, I, if I got a story, I'm calling you. Um, but I'm also very awkward on the phone because I don't like to just hang on the phone without, I need like, I need an agenda right um and so like friends that need the face-to-face -face, you know but um but couldn't get it so they wanted to talk on the phone that didn't work out for me right the other thing is is i'm a multitasker and i don't like it's hard for me to be focused on one thing at the same time so the i think the pandemic kind of like narrowed my friendships with people because I mean, I just, you know, like, I feel like I am like really good friends with people that I only connect with on Facebook. Now, do they feel that way? I don't know. I don't know. So the pandemic caused me to say, okay, who are the people that I really want to connect with? Like, who are the people who are worth like meeting up at the park outside or going to a birthday party or, uh, you know, connecting on Zoom, even though I've already been on Zoom all night? Like, who are the people that are worth like sitting on a restaurant patio? Uh, and enjoying that like so the, the pandemic helped me to see that oh I've got some friends there are some people that I consider to be friends that are worth a certain amount of risk to connect with right and then I have other people that are like eh, 
they not checking for me and I'm not checking for them. We are we are to each other what each other needs when each other needs it. It's not that serious. Like we're gonna be cool. We actually don't have to talk at all. Like you know, following each other on Twitter is probably enough. And so the pandemic is helping me to kind of iron that out. When the pandemic, when we're easing out of the pandemic, then there are all these kind of social sort of constraints, right? Because there's some people that like the pandemic is over and let's like jump into risky situations. Like let's go on a trip. Let's populate very uh, close in spaces. Let's take our mask off and like, you know, go into this hole in the wall, you know, Indian restaurant. No, I'm not, that's not, let's not. I also don't like going to people's houses. So like if I'm naturally, the pandemic has nothing to do with this. I'm not rolling up to your house unless I know that. And I actually wasn't always like that, but then I had a bad situation with somebody that I thought that was my friend. And I showed up at their house, like, which is something that I would never do. And they were like, oh, <laughs> don't come without calling. And since I never would do that, I was like really embarrassed and had decided I would never, ever, ever, ever go to somebody's house. And that was like right before the pandemic. Anyway, I'm all over the place. So here's what I've been thinking about as far as how to contextualize and understand and assess my friendships with people. Um, do I have realistic and unselfish expectations? Do we share that between each other? Because I think sometimes like, and I noticed this, like when my, um, I had a, a crew of friends you know, like when I first moved to Sacramento that, you know, when they were either maybe we're in the frat together and when they were released to go to the chapter meeting by their spouse, then we were just going to be kicking it after the chapter meeting because they had that window of opportunity to be out of the house. Right. Um, but, you know, then later, you know, it sort of became a thing where that became not possible. Other constraints on their lives like made it impossible. And that doesn't mean that the friendship is over. It just means that the friendship has to manifest in a different way. The other thing for me is that, especially during the pandemic, like I gained this passion or I sort of cultivated even more this passion for traveling. So I can get in the car and just go somewhere and I don't need other people. I don't need affirmation. I don't need to know what people think. I don't need to know if people want to come. None of that. I'm just gone. And so I think that um, I had to really take into consideration, like, who is my friend and what are my expectations for friends and how am I meeting the expectations that other people have for me as an introvert and a person that really likes to be by myself and enjoys that and is empowered by that. I realized that I have some friends that need to see me sometimes. Right. And it might just be once every two or three months, but I need to avail myself to do things that might initially feel uncomfortable. And if you're like me, like some things like feel uncomfortable, the thought of like gathering as a big group just doesn't excite me at all. But I can honestly say though, that with the right people, like when we're reconnecting, like it's not as bad as my mind says it is, but I've been so used to being like by myself that I'm like, forget that. Like I'm not, I'm not going to meet up in no group to do nothing. Right. Like I don't like the idea of like a crowd gathering, like really makes me uncomfortable. And I think particularly like during this holiday season, 
gathering is going to take on a new meaning, right? And so I'm going to have to think about what are the rules of engagement for me? Where am I willing to meet? What am I willing to do? And how can I develop some real expectations with and for my friends so that I don't miss out on opportunities to gather and, 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 and feel love from the people around me. So I think that this is the season that you have to actually decide what is, um, you know, what I, what I want to, how do I, what kind of friend do I want to be during this holiday season? Also, like, I think a lot of, if you have friends with kids, um, then, you know, like that's going to look different because maybe they're going to need that escape or that getaway or that opportunity to just connect with lunch. Or maybe, you know, their kids are asking about hanging out with your kids, you know, like, so I think that really being creative, but also being safe, but also not living in fear, like is really important in creating expectations around how friends will connect um, this holiday season. I think also too, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, for those of us that um, have older people in our lives that we love and and connect with, like we have to be judicious in our interactions with other people because we have to be also thinking about their safety. Um, and I'm really, 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 really inspired by people who are like, you know what, my limitations as far as how I connect with people have everything to do with who I need to protect. I get that. And I think particularly friends without kids or who are not caretakers for older people, like we need to have grace and patience for that, right? If if you're a person that like is already a counselor and then you've been using COVID as an excuse to not be accountable to things and places and people that you need to be available for, then you need to think about how that is going to look. Because folks be making decisions during the holidays around like who's their friend, like what kind of friend they are going to be. And they're really establishing their expectations because this is a season of giving and connecting and laughing and loving. And when you're unavailable or you're making excuses about being unavailable, listen, you're, you are going to be exiting yourself from a lot of different friendships. So that's kind of things that I'm kind of thinking about as it, considering all the intricacies of my personality and how I like to interact and communicate and gather with people, like what, am, how, what kind of friend am I being? I think this is the season of, it, it, and it depends on who you are. Like it might not be the season for gathering, right? Like you might not feel comfortable with that. You, it might not be the season for gift giving. You might not be a gift giver. But let me tell you this. This is the season of thoughtfulness. And you can be so thoughtful in your endeavors to connect with people that it outweighs your barriers, right? Like, it, it, it maybe doing something that you haven't done before. Like, I decided that last year was the last year that I would get Christmas cards and that I wouldn't send them. I'm starting beforehand. I'm going to connect with people. And it was so funny because, like, last year I was thinking about how when I would be going over, like, frat brothers or family members' houses, like, in Seattle and in Portland, I would see all these Christmas cards on the refrigerator and I'd be thinking to myself, well, why did I get this person's Christmas card? Or why am I, why am I not on their address list? And then it occurred to me that 
they would even know my address. They, I would even be on their on their radar as a person to receive a gift because I'm not. I haven't sent a card, right? So you sometimes the reason why you haven't gotten a card because you haven't sent one. Thoughtfulness goes a long way because it's like, what can I do to be president to show up, even given my barriers or the barriers that other people have, right? And so, just because we can't meet for brunch, doesn't mean that that is the end of our friendship. I got to find a different way, right? And what is a gift to give to somebody um, based on their barriers? And how do I meet people halfway? I think is important. So thoughtfulness, realistic unselfish expectations, thoughtfulness. And then the last thing I think is important is when you're checking in on friendships and seeing where they are and taking an assessment of what kind of friend um, that you have been, um, you know, reciprocity is important. I wanted to end with reciprocity because I think that sometimes when we think of reciprocity, we think of like every relationship in our life has to be 50-50. Like I give some and you give some, then I give some and you give some. Well, the reality is that there are going to be some years of our lives. There are going to be some seasons of our friendships with other people that they don't have the capacity to give as much as we have the capacity to give, or we don't have the capacity to give as much as they have the capacity to give. So I might give 60 this year and you give 40 and then you give 70 next year and I give 30, we meet halfway, right? Like we all have those friends that we know we're going to have to make um, emotional concession for or monetary concession for. When I say emotional concession, I'm talking about like, you know, there are some friends that I have that I know I just have to suck it up and listen to what they are going through before I they even, even think about what I'm going through. I know that because they carry more and they carry in a different way and I'm the person that they're willing to listen to, right? And so I think that um, in this season, I think it's really important to, to, to kind of think through your expectations for reciprocity, right? Sometimes, like, we can be really tit for tat. Like, I, you didn't do this for me, so I'm not going to do this for you, right? And so we have these expectations for folks that are unrealistic, and they lead us to more pain and struggle. And, you know, so I think that that's where thoughtfulness comes in, right? Like, I can create a culture of thoughtfulness in my friends group, in my family group, in my cousin group, in my sibling group by starting it, right? And being a good example of it. I talked to you uh, in one of the episodes about something that my brother, my middle brother told me uh, when he came to Sacramento to spend my birthday with me. And a part of it was that I had come for all of my other um, siblings and nephews and nieces birthdays and he wanted to repay that to me even though like i have come for 20 birthdays you know like the one birthday that he came to sacramento and showed up for me like made up for anything that i was feeling around animosity or you know the lack of reciprocity because it touched my heart in that way now i can never really explain that to him but it was enough to make me be like gosh like i can do more or i can try harder i can continue to do on what i was already doing because sometimes we look for this instant gratification we want for the things that we invest in friendships to pay off immediately and that's just not realistic right and so um really evaluating like what if you have a false expectation for reciprocity and how you 
um, how you navigate that, I think is really important. So um, I think I'm going to stop talking now, right? I really would like to know how you all feel about friendships and what you're experiencing in these days. And um, so if we talk and if you listen, call me, you know, hit me up, text me and say, hey, I want to talk about something that I heard in your podcast. Or if you want to check in on where our friendship is, because we're friends, because I know a lot of my friends listen to this podcast. Hey, let's do that. Let's talk about where we are. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I'm going to close with this. I had um, noticed um, this year, I have one friend who, um, and Preaching is really important to me, and I know that God has called me to preach. And so the reality is, is that I shouldn't be um, like, I'm, I, I'm not preaching for the sake of other people. But I had a friend in my life that I noticed when I would preach, this person would like never show up. Um, and for whatever reason, and not because it was outside of their capacity or ability, but they would be intentionally doing other things. Like, and when I say other things, like blatant other things, like, like it would be the day that I was preaching and then they would be talking about like another church service that they attended and what that preacher talked about. And it was all, it just didn't feel good to me. And so, um, a part of me was like, mm, I'm cool on this person. Like, I'm a little bit lukewarm. I'm not going to, like, really address it with them. But I'm just going to, I'm going to reestablish my expectations. And that got a little bit weird for me because every time that they would talk about their needs uh, for loyalty and attention and and to meet up or whatever i would keep thinking about like oh this is the same person that don't be coming to hear me preach but not just that be going other be intentionally doing other things and so one day like i realized like i really want to be friends with this person i really value what this person means in my life and important and it's important for me to say something. So I said it jokingly, I was like, hey, you know, it hurts my feelings when you go to other places where you know I'm preaching. And the person first was like, most people like, name a time, like, you know, like, like when, when, prove it. And so then I started like, you know, I didn't want to go there, but I needed to get it off my chest. So I started naming times, like this time and this time, and then you did this, and then you said this. And the person I think was shocked that I had so many like detailed notes that they were like, forget this. I cannot act like this person's feelings are not realistic. So they were like, you know what? I'm sorry. I did do that. Like I do do that on a regular basis. And it's not about you at all. It's all about me and what I need. But now that I'm hearing this from you as a friend, I'm not going to do that anymore. And it was just really powerful for me because it was like, okay, we're friends, right? Because you're making a commitment to me to say that you're not, you're going to make a sacrifice in your own life for my sake, because it's something that I need. And I think that gone are the days where you need 200 friends. 
you are better off with two friends that care about you and love you and that can prove that to you on a regular basis than to have 200 people calling themselves your friends. And so this is a season to reassess, to reevaluate, to share with people what your expectations are, to give people grace if they can't meet your expectations, but also to know when to say it's been real. Thank y'all for listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. My name is Dominique. You can check me out on SWS Podcast on Instagram, SWS The Podcast on Twitter, and SWS Podcast on Facebook. Love to connect with you. You can go to my my website, SeasonWithSaltPodcast.com. Thank y'all. Season with Salt. So